1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to Hardline here on News Radio 9:30 WBEN. We've been talking with all the NY27 candidates on the ballot in the special election and also in the Republican primary, both taking place June 23rd. Again, if you want to find any of them online, on demand, we have separated each segment so you, can, you don't have to go through the audio. You can just find that candidate at WBEN.com and on the Radio.com app. We have one left. We welcome Beth Parlato. Beth, good morning.
0: Hi, good morning, Joe and Brenda. I'm so happy to be here with you.
1: Hey, Beth, and it's been a while since we talked to you. So how is everything going, not only with campaigning, but through this coronavirus pandemic?
0: Yep. Uh, Well, everything's going great. I'm actually in between um, meet and greets. I think I told you yesterday I'll be calling from in the car. We're heading out to East Amherst for our next one um, on Transit Road at the Dairy Queen. So you know what? We have nine days now to our primary election. And as the people person grassroots candidate, I'm just hitting the road.
2: You know, Beth, uh, speaking of the campaign, there's been a lot of confusion about it because of the date, uh, the change, and all the different uh, aspects of this. Uh, And in fact, uh, an influential political action committee was going to support you, from what I understand. Uh, And that, in fact, did not happen. It was the club for growth, because their president was quoted as saying, there's a special and a primary, and it makes it very complicated. Uh, do you feel like you might be missing out on other support because of the way this is set up?
0: Well, so if you um, if you read the, about that Buffalo News article that came out, they have not um, decided completely not to come into this race. Uh, there has been there are special, uh, you know, complications with the special and the primary at the same time. And and what and what has happened here is with that special election being moved from April into the same day as our primary, which is the, the race that I've always been campaigning uh, you know, a president, optic-wise, the White House cannot lose this seat, right? We're in our plus 11 district. We are three to one Republican here. They can't have this seat lost in a special election. So that presented uh, specific problems for the pack to come in. However, I am not uh, writing them off at all. So there's still time. They frequently come in right before an election. And I'm hopeful that that's still going to be happening.
1: Beth, let me ask you, I've asked the previous three candidates with everything going on, this push to defund police. uh, What is your reaction to that? And what do you think Congress response should be?
0: right well i mean i'm a hundred percent against defunding the police and when this first started this you know hashtag defund the police in this movement so to speak um i've now held two town halls and I've addressed it at both my town halls, and I am um, absolutely outspoken against it. It makes no sense. It's so illogical. I mean, the police are the ones that, you know, they run into danger. They're not running out of danger. We absolutely need the police. We cannot have, um, you know, a lawless, chaotic society. My personal opinion is I think it's a lot of uh, a talk, and it's got a lot of steam right now, but I do not believe it's going to go anywhere because it's completely illogical, and it cannot happen. And there's no way, um, you know, that that these... Cities and towns across the country are going to get that bipartisan support to defund the police. We need the police, and in Congress, you know that that's exactly what my position would be. Um, I know Senator Scott; he's in the um, the Senate, U.S. Senator from South Carolina. He has he's presenting and proposing along with some other senators uh, some reforms to look at, which I think are are a good idea. But defund the police is not the way to go.
2: Two-part question for you, Beth. What did you think about Martin Gugino uh, approaching the police officers and then Gugino being knocked down and the subsequent arraignment of those two Buffalo officers?
0: Right. Well, you know, I stand with the police, but 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 with, with saying that I stand with the police, I do want to say that, you know, this Martin Gugino, this older man, uh, he was hurt. He was in the hospital. Um, I prayed for him. You know, I have I I am not judging anybody. I'm not judging motives at this point. So I prayed for him for his complete, um, you know, healing in the hospital. But I do stand with the police. They were given orders. They were following orders. And, um, you know, that that's it. You know, they they were trying to clear the area and somebody was
2: not listening. and, And that's what happened. So I'm standing with the police. So, uh, and the president then retweeted something, uh, some speculation about Gugino possibly being an Antifa provocateur. Uh, And the president was widely denounced by many people, even those in his own party. Uh, What was your feeling about the president putting forth that theory?
0: Right. Well, I didn't. I'm going to be honest. I was asked that question in two other interviews I did, and I hadn't even seen the tweet because it was a day that we were busy uh, campaigning. And I just have to say this. I'm campaigning, and I'm not going to uh, be analyzing the president's tweets. I, I, I'm not. Um, he may have information that we don't have. And so um, I'm not going to say um, that, that he was wrong uh, put it, putting this out, and, I, and I'm just not going to comment on it.
2: And Beth, a couple other questions uh, regarding not only the pandemic that we find ourselves in. I mean, as I've said before to Joe on the air, it's hard to believe that anything would push the pandemic off the headlines. But we have all of this uh, racial strife going on. Do you feel racism almost like another pandemic?
0: Right. Well, so I'm not um, going to be the person that's going to tell you of my head in the sand. Um, As the outsider candidate in this race, you know, I have uh, my own thoughts and my own opinions, and I'm not beholden to any party to just say talking points. So what I really truly believe um, as a human being that, that we do have um, issues in our country that need to be addressed, but I am so sick and tired of the talking points. I- I'm sick of it because nothing gets done and we have got to look to real solutions and i'm going to tell you i don't think it's going to be a bill coming out of congress and i don't think that it's going to be government and i really don't even think it's going to be politicians i think it's going to start brenda with somebody like you somebody like me and how we decide to live our lives as examples how we decide to raise our children um i'm a i'm a firm believer that we have a heart problem in this country you know if we are all created equal we are all created in the image of god Um, I don't care if you are black, if you are brown, if you are red, yellow, white. Um, We are created in the image of God. That's how I believe we do have a heart issue in this country, and it needs to be addressed. It needs to stop. Racism should not be tolerated, period.
1: Hello? Hello? Joe. Are oh, you there? sorry, I, uh, Brenda. I thought you had a follow-up. I apologize. Uh, oh
2: no, no, that's my. In, in Beth, <laughs> we should just point out too to our listeners too. Uh, I'm broadcasting from home. And Joe's at the studio, so uh, sometimes we kind of lose track of who's next. But go ahead, Joe, and I do have a follow-up.
1: That is me misreading the situation. Sorry, Brenda. Uh, Beth, with everything going on, and and you're right, you you point out the uh, talking points. What do you think is the answer to get to the conversation that we have to have instead of what it always turns out to be a political debate? To get away from that and get to the necessary conversation about racism in America.
0: Right. Well, I think right now it's going to start with um, it's good. like I said, it's going to start with you and I. It's going to start with regular people. And we have got to stop. And, I, and I, it, we've got to stop sending career politicians to Washington. And, and I am what, what I have seen over this campaign. Um, I am so disheartened. And, and it actually disgusts me that 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 politicians say whatever they have to say to get a vote. And, and, and I'm so upset by it. I mean, it really, really disgusts me what is going on in our country. And so when you can't stand for something, if you're going to be a flip-flopper and you're going to say one thing, but you're going to vote another way, how do you think anything's going to get solved and you're going to come up with real solutions in Washington? You're not. Because you're going there to further your own political career, to climb that ladder, And so you're not going to come up with real solutions. You're not going to be creative. You're not going to dig your, you know, get your hands dirty and find ways to unify and unite this country because you're going to be too concerned with that vote. You're, you're going to, you're going to be afraid of your next step. Your next step may turn somebody else off. So you're going to toe the line. And so we need people who are going to stand up for truth and be principled and be convicted and want to actually go to washington to be a doer and to get something done i mean this is the district that i've lived in for 53 years and that i love and it is breaking my heart what is going on across this country right now it breaks my heart you know it literally brings me to tears and little did i know a year ago when i got in this race that we would be facing coronavirus and then the economic you know our economy basically you know tanks and then the unemployment skyrocketing and, and then right after that, we have what's going on with the racial tension and the division with the police um, here in our country. I would have never known this was going to happen, but I am um, more convicted than ever that I am the right person to serve this district because we need people that are actually going to fight for the
2: people. Beth, what would you do to support the, and grow the economy? Are you in favor, for example, of a payroll tax cut? Oh, yes. Yes.
0: I'm 100% in favor of payroll tax cuts. We need – I mean – New York 27 is not made up. We don't encompass the city of Buffalo or the city of Rochester. We don't have big corporations in, in, our, um, in our district. We are made up of, you know, working class people. We're made up of the small mom and pop shops and the small businesses. And these are the real Americans that are struggling because of, you know, not working and being able, and being forced to shut down for the last three months. And I'm absolutely in favor for a, uh, you know, payroll tax cuts. We need to get money in the pocket of real hardworking Americans that need it for their families.
2: And Beth, uh, I've asked uh, the other guests who are on our show today, Stefan Mahailu, Nate McMurray, and Chris Jacobs, about uh, renewable energy and how it might affect NY27 because so many of those massive projects might be placed in rural areas like where you live in NY27. If they're opposed by local governments and residents, should the, the projects be required before, you know, should, re, I, I should say, should local approval be required before they're permitted to go forward?
0: Yeah, uh, well, absolutely. I mean, I'm out, well, again, this is a district I live in. I live in Darien. And, you know, we have um, sources of renewable energy there right around the corner from where I live in Wyoming County. All you have to do is drive down 28 and you'll see the wind, you know, you see the windmill. Um I, my personal belief is there is a lot of opposition in New York 27 to renewable energy, uh, wind, solar, and you have to let it up to the communities. These are the people. These are the people that live here that are paying the taxes, that are raising their families here. If these communities are opposed to it, we need to be opposed to it. Your representative needs to be opposed to it. If you have a community where it's where it's accepted and they want it, well, then you have to look at that, too. So this is the community of where people are living and working and raising their families. They need to have a say. It should not be forced upon them by, you know, Governor Cuomo and the Democrats and even some of the Republicans uh, that vote with Cuomo, as my opponent does, shouldn't be forced down their throats.
1: Beth, I have two questions on the pandemic. Uh, First, what are your thoughts of the way the state is reopening and how that's been handled?
0: Well, it's too slow. So my thoughts are uh, we needed to reopen yesterday. Um, I think I told you that a few weeks ago, the last time I was on the show with the two of you. I think it's way too slow. Uh, we really do need to reopen because our businesses, we need to get back working. I'm afraid there's going to be too many that are going to be shutting their doors because they're not going to be able to make it up. It's just, it's just been too long. And, and you know, and I, and I have to just add to this. It really upsets me that, you know, we're out, um, you know, there, there's places that are opening uh, 25% capacity, 50% capacity, and, you know, we have protests with thousands and thousands of people and our churches are still closed. You know, that bothers me. Uh, I think that we have got to start trusting people, you, me, you know, individuals, uh, owners of companies, uh, you know, hairstylists, nail salons, restaurants. We have to trust them that we have learned for these three over these three months. They know how to reopen safely and they are not going to put their customers at risk. And we have got to trust that.
1: And Beth, Brenda mentioned the tax cut. Would you be for another stimulus check for the American people, as we saw a few months ago, as the state's economies are reopening?
0: Right now, overall, generally speaking, I'm not in favor of stimulus and I'm not in favor of bailouts Um, in this particular situation with the pandemic of coronavirus. Yes, I think we need to get money in the hands of working people. Uh, So absolutely. And I also think that that PPP program was very, uh, very much helped uh, businesses stay afloat. Small businesses, the ones that received the money that really weren't entitled to it, and there's a call for them to send the money back, that should happen. So I'm even open to something like that with the PPP program for our small businesses to be able to get them, you know, back, to be able to give them something to continue thriving.
2: Beth, I, I wanted to ask you about the tone of your campaign. There was a report that you all had to sign um, a statement saying you want not attack each other, and yet your ads are clearly aggressive and attacking your opponent. Uh, why why take that approach? What made you decide to go in that direction? Brenda, thank you for asking me that. So, so first off, there was nothing that anybody was asked to
0: sign. So... Uh, you know, I, when I said a few minutes ago, I am very disheartened and discouraged with the lies that come out of um, campaigns, and it's true. My, my opponent, unfortunately, nothing that has come out of his campaign has been a lie. I will tell you that 100% that has come out of this campaign has been factual and the truth, 100% i uh never signed anything what i had said is i would not campaign for the primary against my primary opponents until april 29th i gave them a date because the special election was april 28th and we didn't want to do anything to hurt that special election we wanted to keep it red which is also the reason why i'm not running in the special on the conservative line because i didn't want to split a vote however when the governor switched and postponed that special election to the same day as our primary come april 29th i didn't have a i didn't have a choice When everything coming out of my opponent's campaign was uh, not the truth, was hiding his voting record, we decided to put forth his voting record. And it is factual, and it's the truth, and everything we put out also has a bill number as a footnote, and you can look at it. So I don't think we've been, we have not been nasty, we're not lying, we have not been negative, we have been factual. Here's the bill number. Don't tell me that you are pro-life when you're voting to fund Planned Parenthood. Don't tell me that you're pro-2A when you are um, voting to take guns rights away from millions of New Yorkers. And so we, all we did was show that, look at my opponent's voting record does not align with the values of New York 27. He doesn't live here. He's not from here. And he is a perfect candidate for New York 26, but he is the wrong fit for New York 27. New York 27, as the most conservative district in the state ought to have a true conservative represent represent them so i'm i am disagreeing brenda i'm sorry with the premise that we have not gone nasty we've not gone negative um everything we have out right now is a hundred percent positive on our conservative message that we're getting out to the voters and unfortunately everything that's running $130,000 a week and attack ads against me and i say attack because a lie it's a hundred percent lie. Um, I, I supported the president. I was on Fox News for six months prior to the election, and anybody could Google those clips where I was in support of our president uh, when he was candidate Trump for day one, and I voted for him.
2: And that, like Beth, are you disappointed then that the president has endorsed Chris Jacobs and not you?
0: Yep, no, because it, it's a lie. <laughs> all, of it, all of it is just smoke and mirrors, Brenda. You have to remember— um, New York State had the very first special election of this election cycle, April twenty-eighth. We were the first special election. The White House had a stake in that. You cannot have that flip blue. So the president came in early in February and endorsed Chris Jacobs specifically for the special election. That tweet said April twenty eighth special election. It was qualified. When Chris Jacobs started running his um, ads on TV and his mailers, they literally changed the tweet. They are deceiving the voter. They changed the tweet. They moved that exclamation point to, um, Chris Jacobs has my complete endorsement, exclamation point. They took out for the special election on April 28th. So then, it, so after we made this, our campaign made it an issue, the president did put out another tweet saying uh, for, um, I'm sorry, change the date. Because a special election was moved and there's confusion. So I'm going to tell you right now, I don't believe for a minute that uh, President Trump is endorsing Chris Jacobs over me. President Trump has his voting record. President Trump knows that he's not a true conservative. He has got to win that special election because that's the way that politics works. And it's unfortunate. I'm just going to tell you, this whole thing is unfortunate um, that the special election was moved to the same day as our race, because whoever wins that primary will be the next representative. The special election is short-term. It's very short-term. Congress isn't really even in session. They go back after Labor Day. So you're talking about sitting in Washington for four or five weeks, and we're spending all this time and all this confusion on a temporary temporary congressman. We need to look long-term. We need to look future.
1: And Beth, say you win on June 23rd, uh, what are your thoughts on Nate McMurray, real quick?
0: Well, I have to tell you, Nate McMurray, um, and, and as much as the Republicans, I, like, I hate that I'm saying this, he has earned my respect, because even though his, what he says, I don't, I don't agree with, okay? His politics are very left, and my politics are right. You know, I've been a strong conservative my entire life. I've been a registered Republican since I was 18. All of my opponents, all, th- all three of them have all been Democrats, Stefan, Chris, and of course, Nate, They're all been Democrats. I'm the true blue, you know, or I should say true red Republican. But you know what? Nate McMurray, he believes what he believes, right? He's pretty passionate. And, and so I see that's how I am. I am so passionate about this. I am so passionate that we need a change. We need a new voice in Congress. There's a clear choice on June 23rd. You could have the same old, same old. You could have these career politicians that are trying to just have another notch in their belt. Um, My good friend Jill Kelly said to me at the beginning of this campaign, she says, don't ever forget your why. Don't ever forget why you're running and why you're doing this. And you know what? I look over this past year of campaigning, and everywhere I go, I tell people why I'm doing this, why I'm running. And I have a passion for this country and a passion for this district and want to be the change to really do something. My opponent can't tell you why. All he says is, I'm endorsed by President Trump. That's it. His entire campaign is President Trump. He cannot win on the issues. He can't win on the issues. And so it's not about a man. It's about the issues. We care about those issues in New York 27. So it doesn't matter who's sitting in the White House. You're going to have somebody who's going to fight for your values, no matter who is in the White House.
1: Well, Beth, thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thank you so much, and happy birthday, Brenda.
2: Oh, thank you so much for being on the show and for your sweet sentiments, Beth, I appreciate it.
1: That is NY27 candidate Beth Parlato. Well, Brenda, I hope you have a great birthday.
2: Thank you, Joe. I'm happy with you, and I'm glad we had a chance to talk to the candidates.
1: Yes, yes, and next week we will have the Libertarian candidate, Dwayne Whitmer, on to kick off Hardline. So we will uh, complete the list of candidates next week. Brenda will be flying solo, so don't miss Hardline next week at 10 a.m., and Brenda, we'll talk soon.
2: You bet, Joe. Talk to you soon. All right.
1: everybody. Everyone have a great Sunday. Enjoy the weather. It's beautiful out there. We'll see you tomorrow here on WBEN.